Welcome to Life-Altering Events with Frank Sakari. When something positive or negative changes in our lives, we are basically at a fork in the road. Where does the next step take us? What do we do as reactions to something that has already happened? How do we prevent the negative aspects from happening again? Whether in business or personal parts of your life, you can get back on track. We'll talk about it today. Now, here is your host, Frank Zakari. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Frank Zakari, and you are listening to Life Altering Events. Today, we are broadcasting from San Diego, where I am, and from Norway, where my guest Steve Erickson is. Now, this is our fifth international show. We now are being heard in 32 countries. So thank you so much for your support, particularly in the United States and now in the international sector, because now there's 32 countries listening to us. Our sponsor today is the Tag Team. The Tag Team is a collaboration with the Abraham Group, which is headed by Jay Abraham, the best marketing mind and business builder in the world, who has increased the bottom lines for over 10,000 clients by more than $21 billion. And my company, Life Altering Events, who are experts in business and organizational development, as well as finance and scaling of, of organizations. The tag team members all have reached a point in our life where we want to see the next generation of businesses thrive. Now, this is a very elite and exclusive program for entrepreneurs who are looking to make an impact on the world and get the best return for their business. If you think you can make that kind of difference, go to my website, Frank. Zakari.com for application details. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we all know great opportunities come from great adversity. And we are having a great deal of adversity since March. Also since March, I hear a number of people telling me all the time, I just want things to go back to normal. And as we've said many times on this show, that's not going to happen. Besides, what was so good about the old normal? If you're like 84% of the workforce in the United States, you weren't fully engaged at work. You spent 10 hours a day at work, one hour commuting each way. That's 12 hours a day. 12 hours a day, you were doing something you did not enjoy. Now, you have an opportunity to press the reset button, to make a change, to discover what you really want and what do you really enjoy. Now, after the financial meltdown a few years ago, we saw the rise of the gig economy. People said, I'm not going back into that rat race. I'm going to work as an independent. Oftentimes, they ended up working for the same company they left, but now as an independent and making more money. Now, it seemed to work very well for a while. Now, with this pandemic and the massive unemployment we now have around the world, more people than ever are looking for something new. Many are opting to become a solopreneur. Now, that's a term nobody ever heard of six years ago. Now, what exactly is a solopreneur? And how hard is it to start a business? And more importantly, what are the odds of success? Well, unfortunately, the odds aren't good. Now, how can there be, how can that be when there's hundreds of organizations and coaches and mentors who claim that they have the magic formula for success if you send them fifteen to twenty thousand dollars? for their product or their service. So there is no magic formula. Most people don't know what they don't know about starting or sustaining a business. Most people don't have a solid plan. If you're over 45, you don't understand the technology more than likely. You don't know how to make it work. 
And let's face it, folks, those of us who are 50 plus, we didn't grow up with a cell phone. We didn't grow up with a PC. We're still learning this stuff. Now, no one has all the expertise needed for marketing, for contact marketing, for prospecting and data mining, terms we never heard of not that long ago, accounting, distribution, or creating a web design that actually works, or identifying their avatar. Now, I'm willing to bet many of you people listening don't even know what an avatar is. I didn't until recently. So my next guest, Steve Erickson, is going to help us with this. Where do these aspiring solopreneurs going to go for help? Steve Erickson is a guy who is part of something called the Joint Venture Insider Circle, JVIC, where solopreneurs help each other. Plus, Steve has his own program and just completed, and we're going to talk about this, a um, summit over a three-day window of time where he's, where he's helping and giving advice to people who want to become solopreneurs. So, Steve, welcome to Life Altering Events. Good morning, Frank, and thank you very much. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be on your show. It's, uh, it, it's our honor. Believe me. Believe me. Steve, when we spoke, you, had, you mentioned a, a very intense life-altering event with your father's business and the impact that it had uh, on your life. Um, please share that with the listeners. What happened? Sure. It was actually when I was uh, very young. I was around six, seven years old, and uh, my dad had bought a small grocery store in a small community. And when I say small, I'm talking about like four or five hundred people. And uh, it was uh, going really well uh, for a period of time, like for a year or two. And uh, he, uh, he had a small gas pump outside of the store. And what happened was that the, the gas company decided to consolidate and focus on gas stations, and they got rid of all of those small independent gas pumps. Now, here was the challenge. The nearest gas station was around a 20-minute drive away. Oh, so, nice. yeah, so everybody in the local community now suddenly had to do a 20-minute a drive to get gas. And next to that gas station, there was a big supermarket, you know, one of the big uh, countrywide chains. So they had an unbeatable range, they had unbeatable prices, certainly what my dad could achieve in this little, tiny little community. And uh, you can imagine what happened. He, uh, he went bankrupt because basically everybody just uh, filled up the, uh, the car with the, uh, the products from the supermarket there. So uh, being in Norway and back in that time, he had to be in bankruptcy for 10 years unless he was able to earn enough money to get out of it. But one of the challenges was that uh, the, the state would essentially, or the banks or whoever it was, would take virtually all of his earnings when he earned over a certain amount of money. So, you know, it's very hard to, be, uh, to, um, to work hard to earn that extra dollar when you're actually ha- losing 100% of it to the banks or the, to the creditors. So we lived in that uh, for a 10-year period where him not being able to, uh, to earn any money. And he had to move back to his parents with wife and three kids and everything. So you can imagine he was, uh, he was struggling a little bit emotionally. He was struggling with finding jobs initially, etc., and uh, this had uh, an impact on me. You know, every time we talked about earning more money, it was like, no, no, no kind of thing. It, it, just trying to find a, a normal income to, to support his family. And I just grew up in this period of time with like a, a desire to be a small business owner. I didn't like big businesses. 
Um, I mean, it took me a few years to realize that's why I didn't like big businesses because this supermarket basically took away the uh, the bread and butter <laughs> quite literally from uh, from my father. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I did. I went to the UK and studied. I did uh, six years of studies. First, I did electronics in as a bachelor, and I never actually did anything to do with uh, with electronics. Later, I did uh, also a two year MBA because I wanted to be in business. I wanted to have a small business. So at the same time, my dad was trying to start up a new business himself. And uh, he he didn't succeed because he just didn't know what he didn't know. That was the challenge, really. He didn't know about new and better ways of actually marketing his business. He didn't have access to the information. He was still living in a small community, never saw anything about the business writing. He didn't even know to search for it because he didn't know it existed. Mm-hmm. So... So I did that two-year MBA, and uh, also, by the way, through my growing up, I was very interested in technology and in business. So I, I got on, I started with computers back in 1977. I was only 10 years old. Uh, I went online in 1983, and I, I went on to the internet in 1993. You know, before most people had even heard of this thing. Um, so it was quite a natural thing for me to uh, to get involved with technology as my own business. And I started up an internet service provider in the UK in 1996. This was at a time when you still had dial-up modems, you know, running at very, very slow speeds compared to what we had today. And I ran that business until 1998. I won awards as being the best company in my category. You know, five times I was told I'm the best internet service provider in the UK. Mm-hmm. I had best uh, support, I had the best uh, speeds and everything. And you'd think, right, so combined with my MBA, combined with having the best company in my category, that should be a runaway success, right? Yes. Uh, well, no, not at all. So I I sold my business in, uh, in 1998 because I was working myself into the ground. I had seven staff. I was pulling in, you know, 16 hour days. Uh, sometimes up in 20-hour days to to make sure everything was stayed up and and everything. My my best thing was when my uh, my mail server suddenly would stop uh, accepting any username and passwords, and I literally did a 40-hour stint uh, to unravel what had happened and recover it so uh, customers could actually access the email again. Oh you know, so, yeah. So it was like. Yeah, right. So I decided to become an internet consultant instead in in '98. Steve, Thanks. let's step back for a second. Let's go back. A lot of people follow uh, the, the path that you did. You you uh, you want to get into business, so you follow the traditional model. You go to school, you get an MBA, and then you say, okay, now the, the world is my oyster and I'm going to go forward. What did the MBA experience teach you? We spoke on the phone. You told me something yeah. that was just incredible. What did that teach you? Well, here's the thing. You know, when I sold my business, I sold it for five figures. Other people sold the businesses for six and seven figures. And I went like, what the heck? And that's when I had that big realization. My MBA taught me to be a good corporate employee. It didn't teach me to be an entrepreneur. It didn't teach me to be a small business owner. It didn't teach me to be in business for myself. You know, And that was a huge realization for me. Um, so I had all of this great experience in, in terms of what I'd been learning and how I've been operating. And, and I have to say, I had real benefits from, being, uh, from doing the MBA because it changed my attitude and the way I look at things. Mm-hmm. But it didn't teach me the skills I needed. So 
I decided in uh, in 2000, I looked back and said, okay, why did I fail to succeed? And I decided that obviously I didn't do a good enough job on marketing and promotion and building the business. That's when I had the epiphany that it was a good corporate employee I was taught to be. I learned all about like brand advertising. You know, how do you go out there when you're Sony or or one of these big companies that uh, have like $100 million in advertising budget? That's what I learned. And I discovered this world, this world of direct response advertising, of direct marketing that nobody really talked about. I had heard mention of it, but, you know, nothing, nothing had told me what kind of thing that it actually was and how to use it. So I started this journey of discovery, really, you know, and... There was a huge amount of strategy and tactics that were really, really effective for small businesses. That was my big epiphany, you Mm -hmm. know. And I then got into a position around 2004 where my wife and I together, we created a small local directory. This directory just went to around around 8,000 local households and it was all local businesses. So it was your local dry cleaner, your local shoe shop, you know, alarm company and all of these small local businesses. And I literally walked around the streets, knocking on doors of the local shops and businesses and saying, hey, do you want to advertise in in, uh, my directory? And it was really successful. We wrote hundreds of ads for local businesses. And some of those ads were like gangbusters. They really, really produced excellent results. So I learned a lot about the copywriting uh, behind uh, successful ads, how to attract people's attention, what kind of graphics do you use, how do you phrase the words so they attract people and get them interested in what you're having. Because the first battle is to get retention. When there is a lot of ads out there and your eyes just gloss over most of them, you have to really hit them where the emotional side is, where, where they go, wow, that's something I should be interested in, and then they'll start reading more. And that was a lesson really well learned during that period of time. But again, it was hard, hard work. My wife and I was doing it all alone. We had no support network. I tried to get people to help us. And it was really challenging to find anybody reliable. You know, we we actually for quite a while distributed the magazines ourselves. And uh, because when we had other people doing it, we would get uh, uh, like residents calling up and saying, hey, I just found 50 of your uh, directories behind the bush. Oh, and, God. Uh, yeah, you go, okay. <laughs> you know, so uh, it's quite disheartening when you produce 8,000 of them. And, and literally, you know, when we're delivering these uh, around the, to the local households, they would actually be saying to us, oh, that's the directory. I'm so looking forward to reading it. And here's the amazing thing. We did not have content. The content was the ads. Mm-hmm. That's all we did. We had like one page with some jokes on it, and the rest of it was filled with ads. And people really wanted this information, which was amazing to see. Now, Steve, you said something as you were going into that story that while you were the business prior to the directory, you said you had failed to succeed. Yeah. Okay, what, do, what does that mean to you when someone says to you, I failed to succeed? Well, so the business is still going today. You know, the, I, I was making money. I was making a profit. We had over 3,000 customers. But I failed to succeed because when other people could sell for six and seven figures, I got five figures for mine. So, uh, I, yeah. So 
the I didn't fail in the business in any shape or form. I just failed to be the success that I wanted to be. You know, I failed to, to uh, like some people did, literally got the pension sorted at the age of 25 or 30 when, uh, when they sold their business. And I went like, okay, this is going to last me a year, this money. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> so you had uh, your expectations were not, you're working like crazy. I hear this a lot, Steve, that people are, are working themselves to death and then they get near the end and, and they say, oh, my God, I did all this for all these years and this is all I have. Yeah, exactly. It's so disheartening when you go through all that. And, and the fact is, it doesn't have to be that hard. It doesn't have to be such a slog and you can have much greater rewards. You just have to do things the right way. And I realized I didn't know how to do it the right way. And the people mm-hmm. who sold for six and seven figures, they knew how to do it the right way. And that's critical. One, one of the things we, we talk about quite a bit is it's not uh, how smart. I work with a lot of, of major universities, and I said it's not how smart you are. And it's not what you know that's going to be make you a success or a failure. It's what you don't know. Mm. And do you know people who have the experience and the knowledge and the contacts to assist you in moving forward? Because... Working hard and being smart, it's not enough. No, it's, it's not enough. Uh, one of the things that I discovered, and I'm an introvert, by the way, and uh, I, I hate going out, used to, I should say, hate going out and, and meeting people. But what I realized as well during this time that I had my journey of discovery was that I had totally failed to capitalize on a network, you know, a network of people, mentors, mm-hmm. coaches, people who could help. Um, that when my son was going to university, I said to him so many times, and I'm so glad he, he followed what I said. I said to him, the number one thing you need to do when you go to university is to build your network, connect with people. You know, that's where all the value he got from his university. That's where it came from. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break here. And we're going to get into some very intense conversation about how to make this work. And Steve is an expert in this area. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Zakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. 
From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Life-Altering Events with Frank Sakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Frank Sakari. This is Life Altering Events, and we're having a fabulous conversation with Steve Erickson, who is in Norway, and he is putting together an amazing program helping solopreneurs, people who want to get start a business on their own by themselves. Now, just before the break, Steve talked about his initial businesses. He said he failed to succeed, meaning the business was very successful, but it didn't meet the expectations that he was hoping for. And then he learned the importance of networking and meeting people. And when he sent his son to college, he said, make sure you you do that. Make sure you set up a network of people that you can have as resources, which leads very nicely into what Steve did next. Now, Steve, you're part of a group called the Joint Venture Insider Circle, JVIC. What is that? Yeah, so JVIC is a um, a group of people who basically are coaches, experts, consultants uh, who all want to get uh, partners for promoting their um, products and services. So it's very suitable when you are selling, for instance, coaching services or courses and things like that. And uh, it's a group that meet from time to time and then discuss the opportunity for for uh, um, basically to earn affiliate commission in exchange for introducing uh, people to other people's products. Um, it's a great bunch of people, actually, and uh, I made some uh, fantastic friends there and uh, also uh, been able to promote other people's products and having them promote me means that you are basically increasing your revenues and uh, and making a profit uh, out of a lift that you might not be able to make profit out otherwise. It's an amazing uh, organization, ladies and gentlemen. It's Everyone talks about people helping people. Well, this really works. These people really do help you. And they. no one, as I said in the beginning, no one has all the necessary expertise. You can't possibly have it. And so who do you know who can help you? Who do you know that has some of the, some of the assistance and the skills to, uh, to work with you and, and assist you? Now, Steve, I mentioned in the introduction the term avatar. And when yeah. we spoke, you gave me two definitions of it, of, of the differences. Explain that for the listeners. What, what exactly is an avatar? Right. So an avatar is the, the client um, that you are aiming at. 
And when I say aiming at is that you're often in a position where you're taking a wide range of clients because they come to you and they want your services. But when you communicate in your advertising, in your promotion, in your writing, you have to aim at one particular target client. Now, if you look up client avatar on Google and you look at the responses, you will find that most people are talking about the client avatar being like Tracy, 35 years old, and uh, she has three kids and she goes to the PTA. Well, that's not really a client avatar. That's a demographic. That's a way you will find uh, your, your ideal client. But an ideal client has challenges. They have a pain and they want to overcome that pain and they want a particular solution. So, for instance, if you are selling uh, food that is being prepared and sent to the door of somebody, you want to know that, uh, and your target is, is mothers who have kids in school and that don't have time, they've got, also got a job, and they don't have time to, um, to uh, prepare the meals in the way they would like, but they want good quality meals, for instance. Then you can say, okay, so Tracy, 35, three kids, she's a member of the PTA, and she's struggling providing good meals for the kids. You know, she has the challenge. She knows she needs to do better, but all she has time to do is really to, to do the fast food, and she doesn't like it, and she wants to overcome this pain. And the solution she wants is to be able to put good food on the table for her children, for herself, for her the family. You know, now you have somebody who's got a specific issue, a challenge. They have a pain around it, and they want to solve that pain. Then when you are talking in your advertising, so the you're placing your advertising maybe in the PTA and have an agreement with them. Uh, so the demographic is, is how you're capturing that. But your message has to be targeting the pain. So if you feel you don't have enough time to make good quality meals for your kids and you want something better, you know, here is a solution. So when you present a client avatar with that emotion behind it and you're targeting their emotion and where they want to be, that's when you really dial in what your ideal client is looking like. That's a, that is an excellent convert, uh, excellent description. I've been told uh, my entire life through people that I've worked with is that uh, thinking and or, or, or focusing on the intelligence issue makes people think, but focusing on the emotion makes people act. Yeah, absolutely. It is motion all the way. Uh, the way I normally say it, and I've heard it the first time, was that we we uh, we uh, buy with emotion and we justify with logic. Good point. Good point. Now, you told me another life-altering event occurred to you when you met Mary Morrissey. Now, for those people who don't know Mary, who is Mary? And how did her Dream Builder program give you this motivation? So... After I did the uh, the directories and uh, we actually uh, moved back to, to Norway at the time and I had a, a couple of other jobs and I was introduced to Mary Morrissey. I was asked to help with the technology. Um, so Mary is a self-development, um, you can call her a self-development guru, in, but more of a spiritual nature. So if you heard of Tony Robbins, for instance, mm-hmm. she's the equivalent for the spiritual world. Um, and she has some fantastic programs that she uh, has been teaching for many, many years. She's been in the study of self-development for, I think, close to 40 years. And 
the she has a dream builder program which is all about building your dreams how what are your dreams what do you want out of life and where do you want to go to and how you're going to get there and mary teaches you not just to find your dreams but also giving you the tools how to get to the next level and I uh, I have had a great career with Mary's team. Um, I ended up as the chief technology officer, and that meant I was in charge of the team. We were that were responsible for all her websites, landing pages, all the sales funnels. Which means that when people came into the company, what would we do with them? Um, so I was responsible for all of the technical part there. So I worked very closely with the marketing team and making sure that everything working for the company. And to give you an idea of, of the size, you know, we have uh, way over 100,000 people on the uh, the mailing list and it's an eight-figure company. So, you know, it's it's very significant in, uh, in terms of what I'm doing in this role. So, the, the next thing for me was as I was growing in the, within the company and developing, developing my own thoughts about what I wanted to do, um, my dad, he passed away in December 2019. Mm-hmm. So he was suffering from Alzheimer's and he never he never got to be successful in business. He had a good career in the corporate world, but uh, not in business. And at the same time, it was actually about January this year, I was starting to see, I just noticed, you know, notice what you're noticing. I started noticing what people were struggling with, that other people were struggling with the technology, with the marketing and with the strategy. I also started speaking to people who were spending money on high-end coaching before they were ready. Mm-hmm. You know, these were people who were maybe may getting help to, to promote and sell a lot of their product, but they didn't have a product yet. You know, and they were expected to start creating the product without getting much help to do that. And then when the product was ready, then they would go out and promote it. And they're like, they, they couldn't get over the first hurdle. And I saw this in many different situations where they just couldn't get over the first hurdle, yet they had paid for like fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000 to actually be in this high-end programs. And I just realized I can help them. I have literally spent 20 years studying how to be successful, you know, taking my own lessons and saying, okay, I failed in this respect. What did I need to do? And I spent 20 years figuring out how do I sell? How do I use emotion to sell? How do I do all of the technology, all of the like gathering in the leads, sending them out automated emails so you can convert them over time and all of these things, you know. And, uh, and I started meeting more and more of these people. And actually, that's how I got into JVIC. Um, the group we talked about earlier, they had an event called Collaborate. And in that event, uh, where I met all of these people who said, hey, I got the product, I uh, like a course or something like that, I want you to promote it. And I heard time and time again that these people had something, but they were missing the technology or they were missing the marketing and they were just trying to get to the point where everything would work for them. And what I did then was that I, in very short space of time, we're talking about several weeks, I put together a six-week program to teach what I call the client attraction method, which is my the culmination of 20 years worth of studying. How do you attract clients? How do you use that emotional aspect of marketing to actually communicate with them on their level so they really understand what you are trying to, to help them with? And... I uh, I put together that course and I promoted it and uh, started it and I've 
already completed my first version of it. And the feedback I got on it was absolutely fantastic because this was giving people what they've been missing in their own business. Right? So my business is really about helping, well, I target midlife solopreneurs. So I'm, I help midlife solopreneurs with all of the tech, the marketing, and the sales. How do they construct the offer? How do they attract interest from clients or prospects? And how do they convert them? Right? That's amazing because as, as you look at the Gen Zers and some of the millennials, they grew up with technology. They, it doesn't scare them. And they seem to have a pretty good handle on how it works. Now, the midlife people are the ones who have been impacted by the financial meltdown and by this uh, COVID situation that we're currently going through. And they're saying, you know, there's got to be a better way. But I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what my passion is because all I do is what I've been doing. So how do you, when you talk to people, Steve, and I'm sure they're telling you, I'm not sure what my passion is. How do you help them? Well, finding out what the passion is, is is a very challenging thing because I can't go into their mind. So it's about enabling them to to discover it themselves. Mm-hmm. And what we do is, as part of the course that we're doing, um, we are learning a formula for going out and doing an interview with people. So what we start with is creating what we call a hypothesis, which is here is what I want to do. So you start with the like I in mind, I want to do this. And then you turn that into what you would be doing for your clients. And you then go out and interview people and saying, hey, I'm doing some research. Can I just ask you a few questions? And when you're asking those questions, you're finding out what is the emotion behind the people that you're speaking to. And when you're asking that and you get that feedback, you'll either go, wow, I can't wait to help them, or you go, no, this is terrifying me, or I don't want to, uh, to, to talk about this, and you can change your messaging and you can change what you're doing and, and try something else. I personally struggled for many years trying to find my passion. Um, I'm, very, I'm a very stable emotionally uh, person, so I don't have like great bouts of joy and, and periods of despair or anything like that. I'm just like quite, yeah, I'm, I'm good all the way through. Mm-hmm. So I tried different things myself and none of it had passion behind it. And it wasn't until I started applying this methodology for myself when I said, okay, how about I try this? I go out and speak to people and I realized, no, I don't have passion for it. So instead of spending three months going down the road that I didn't realize I wouldn't like, I found out within a few days. And then when I met this group of people who were struggling with the marketing and tech and they were all in the midlife, I went like, wow, yeah, actually I'm passionate. And you know what they realized? Is that when I speak to people and I see the struggle, and I see they're going down the wrong road with high-end programs and things like that. I literally see my dad in front of me. You know, I'm, I see my dad and I go, if you're my dad, what advice would I give you? What would I tell you? So I developed something called the trusted advisor methodology. And I teach this as part of my client attraction method. And the trusted advisor is becoming somebody who your clients, your prospect can trust 100% to have their best interest in at heart. So we have this uh, give framework, which is being generous, being invested, invested in your client's success, 
giving value. Everything you do, every interaction, even if they don't pay you, you give value. And then you have empathy with your prospect. You understand their position and you understand the emotions they're going through and you help them with that. And together with that, I found it being so powerful in connecting with people. When I speak to people, when I have uh, what we call strategy sessions, which is just a conversation about where you're at, what you want to do and how you can best go and, and execute it. I give you literally 45 minutes of pure value of here's what you can do without charging for it, without asking for anything in return. And I literally have people crying in front of me. You know, they get so emotional. Either whether it's stress that there's been building up and being released, or it's just a relief that they know now what they can do going forward. You know, it happens quite frequently. And, and being able to, to give that to people transformed my life. That's when I discovered this is my passion. Everything else I was doing was to enrich other people with money, not to help them overcome their emotions. And that's what I love, love to do. And that's, that's an incredible story. I work with Jay Abraham, and Jay Abraham has, has a statement that says, it's all about value. Create value for someone. Not for yourself, but create value for someone else. Your life, give, the return to you is a hundredfold once you focus on the customer and, and bringing value to them. And that's what you do. That's just, just yeah. outstanding. Ladies and gentlemen, we're up against another break. We've had two segments that have been just phenomenal. We're going to get into a third one and get into more depth. Do not go away. Steve Erickson will be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life-Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Zakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
You are listening to Life-Altering Events with Frank Sakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Frank Zakari. My guest today is Steve Erickson. We've had two phenomenal segments, and we're going to get into a third one now into much more depth and much more detail. Our sponsor today is the Tag Team, which is a, co- a collaboration between a partnership, actually, between Jay Abraham, the, the Abraham Group, and my company, Life Altering Events. And this organization is to help the next generation of entrepreneurs thrive, not just survive, but to actually thrive. It is an elite and exclusive program. You can go to my website, franksagari.com, for application details. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Erickson has given us two just phenomenal segments on building a business, particularly as a midlife individual, and you want to be a solopreneur. You want to start a business, and you, you, you're not sure what you want to do, but you're tired of the rat race or maybe... You're a victim of this COVID and all the unemployment that's going on. And you're looking at life and saying, you know, what I was doing just isn't enough. It isn't the right thing to do. Now, I run into so many people, and Steve has run into so many people, that before they're ready, they they, they maybe have an idea, maybe, but they don't have a product in mind. And they'll drop fifteen dollars to $20,000 on a high-end service program. And then they come out of it, and they, it's nice, and they had a good time, but it didn't help them with the business because they weren't in a position yet to have a business. They're still, they're still floundering, trying to figure out what to do. And then somebody like Steve comes along and the people are so depressed because they've spent all this money and, and they look at it and they say, you know, geez, I, I, I just spent 20000 or $30,000. I don't have the money to continue forward. Is that something you see, Steve? Oh, absolutely. I see that all the time. And uh, it's really sad how often I see people who are desperate to uh, to do business and will pay anything they can to make it happen, and then they're just completely let down. And it's such a frustrating feeling because and, and they, 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 they get uh, very depressed and frustrated, and then they end up going back to what they were doing, which adds to more depression and frustration. Uh, Steve, tell us about that. You have this for you mentioned it briefly before the break. You have a 45 minute introductory appointment. Yeah. Go into a little more depth on that because I think that's where the rubber meets the road with your program. Yes, it is. So, with the, the 45 minute uh, meeting, is all about giving value to the people who I'm sitting in front, and there is no pitching involved at all. So, let me explain what actually happened, why I decided to go that route. Um, before I had settled on my final business, I spoke to well, several people actually who were saying, oh, we got the program, we're going to help you sell and I uh, and we'll come into a strategy session with us and we'll chart out a, a way for you to go and, and do all of this. And when I came into the session, the first thing they did was uncover all my pain. You know, asking me all about, like, what will happen if you don't get this done? Like, will you go bankrupt? Will you just live in uh, being dissatisfied the rest of your life, etc.? To really, like, work up my emotions around this. Because remember, we buy with emotion when we justify it with logic. And then it came time for them to give me value, to give me the strategy, the way forward. And it was like, right, so we have this program and it's $10,000. Join the program and we'll solve all of this for you. And I go, 
Okay, uh, how will you solve that for you? Well, you join the program and we'll tell you how we're going to solve it for you. Okay, so how does that work then? Um, how do I find out about what is my passion and all of this? Well, that's like week one of the module. So just buy our $10,000 program. I go, where is the strategy? You literally have had me 20 minutes, 30 minutes telling you all about what I um, I'm struggling with and what I want and you're supposed to give me value and there's nothing here. All you're telling me is to buy the $10,000 program. And it was like, okay, something is very wrong in this industry. And then I went on a couple of other calls with other companies and it was basically the same thing. You know, they, they got my emotions worked up and then they were pitching me on the solution being the course. So, <clears throat> so I decided to develop a different methodology which is literally, I speak to you and I listen to you and I hear what you want, try and want to achieve. And then we do a, a session on what can you do next? What are the next steps you need to make to do? You know, should you be attending a course of some kind, whether it's mine or somebody else's? Do you need a coach, me or somebody else? What are the strategies? How will you be looking? Should you have a course or not? Should you do coaching or not? How would you sell your coaching if you do? How would you attract your clients? And I give you that information in space of 45 minutes and chart out a plan. Now, what happens is a lot of people after that, after the 45 minutes are up, will ask me if they can work with me to help them deliver this. And that's a different conversation. Because now what, uh, what it is, it's an invitation to work with me or it's, they are asking me, they are inviting me to work with them rather than me trying to push and, and just convert on the program. And as far as I can see, this is fairly unique. You know, I'm not going to say it's completely unique. There are probably lots of other people out there doing the same, but I don't know of any. Mm -hmm. And that I find very interesting. And literally, then, then I can't tell you the number of conversations I've had where when we're finishing up and saying, okay, that's it. What do you think of that plan? And they go, Wow, that sounds great. Can I work with you? Mm -hmm. And then what people find is, when you talk to Steve, find is, here's, here's a, a roadmap that you can go down. And then the end of the day, yeah, I see that. I feel that. And, but I don't feel I'm being pressured. I don't feel that you're just trying to uh, log a sale. I got a call mm -hmm. this, this past week, and, and someone was telling me, um, gee, Frank, you could be a media company, and you know. And I said, well, that's interesting. How, how would I do that? And then they then they go in and they tell me everything that you're doing wrong. Okay, you, you're not doing this, or you're not doing this, you're not doing this. And I went, okay, fine. Now, what am I supposed to do? And I said, well, we have a six month program. <laughs> yeah. And I said at that point, six months. As if it was going to take six months for you to tell me something, then obviously I'm wasting my time, and you're wasting your time. But it, they never uh, moved to something constructive or something that actually made sense that you could understand. It was just this bombardment of a high-pressure sale. Yeah. And I think that turns off a lot of people who would like to be a solopreneur, but they, they're constantly hearing, oh, you can't do this, or you're doing this wrong, or, or here's the, the answer to all your prayers. And it's not. Mm. It's not. It's having a conversation with somebody who can, like you do, let's talk Let's understand what it is you're trying to accomplish. You mentioned something going from uh, value to empathy to systematizing. Explain yeah. that. 
Yeah, so what we are what we're doing, uh, first of all, I've got this client attraction roadmap that I call it and or a method. The method is the course. And what we're doing on this course is uh, first of all, determine what you are what problem you're solving and what solution your client wants. And what is the emotional reactions around that they people have so you can speak to their emotional reaction. When you have that dialed in, when you know what you actually, what problem you're solving, what pain you're solving, then we work next on how do you craft your messaging so you attract them. Because if you don't get your messaging right, you can, <clears throat> you, uh, you won't attract your client avatar. And the messaging is all about speaking to the pain and speaking to the transformation they'll achieve when they work with you. You're not just providing a solution. You're not just providing steps that they will take to improve their life. You're giving them a transformation in the process. And that's what people will buy. They will buy that transformation for you. Then what we're working on next is to basically how do you construct what we call a lead magnet. A lead magnet is a, a way of attracting clients where you're offering them value free of charge. So there's no payment involved. What the actual payment is, the exchange, is that they give you the email address in exchange of getting this information. So you make sure that the information is valuable. You make sure it's something they want and it speaks to the pain and the transformation and they will give you the email address. And when you have that email address on, the, on your list, you can then start marketing them uh, more frequently over time. But that's not enough. When you have all of this dialed in, you also need to have an offer. We call it uh, an ascension path where people are coming in at a low level. That's the free lead magnet. They may be coming into a course or a low end product and it's got to give them some of that, something of value, some transformation in the path you want them to take, in the path that you're solving and uh, as the, the big issue that they have. But it's more like a quick win. And then you can go into the, the done with you coaching, which is where you're working closely with them, but they're doing all of the work. And then at the end of it, the high end coaching, and this is where you're getting into programs costing 10, 15, 20,000, where you can charge 10, 15, $20,000 because you will do it for them to a great extent, depending what, in, what you're actually solving for them. But many times uh, the pain might be that, let me give an example from, from my perspective, you don't have enough money, in, uh, clients in your business, you want more clients. I can go in and construct a lot of this offer for you. Some of it you have to do, but most of it I can do implement all of the technology you need setting up all of the system and that would be a done for you service and that done for you service you can charge a lot of money for because you're solving a big problem for them mm -hmm. and then you also have to have the meaningful conversion conversation which is the strategy session this is where you are the trusted advisor where you're having that 45 minute or 30 minute however long you want it to be where you are building trust okay and we we have an 11-step framework that builds you from being like and uh, to take you in and give a full conversation, a structured conversation that will enable you to sell yourself without having to actually ask for the sale, where they will want to work with you afterwards. And then the final uh, module is where we discuss systems and automation. One of the things I've seen is that people are, or people are making affiliate commissions by selling systems from, for other people. So, for instance, there's a powerful system called ClickFunnels, if you've heard of that. A lot of people are using it to, uh, to um, give out the lead magnets. But you can get 40% commission if you refer other people to it. 
So what happens is that people go out and push that, that you need to have ClickFunnels before you're ready, before you have your system sorted out, before you have your automation sorted out. And you might be paying for this for five months, six months, 10 months without needing it because you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a big challenge that I found that I, I meet people who literally spend thousands of dollars on systems they cannot use because they haven't got the systems in place. And so we talk about how do you create the systems and the automations where you can use the technology afterwards. So we don't discuss tech, we only discuss systems and automation. And that's the focus of, of what I'm delivering. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something that takes away a lot of the fear and takes away a lot of the uncertainty. Like, I, I, I want to do something, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I don't know where to go. Now you know where to go. You go find Steve. I'm going to put a link up on how you can get to him when I post this uh, conversation, when it goes on demand later today. So you'll have a link to get to him and have that, uh, at least uh, make that initial 45-minute conversation if that's, what, if that's the direction that you want to go to. Yeah. Well, Steve, we are getting low on time here, and this has been a fabulous conversation, ladies and gentlemen. So if you missed any of it, make sure you pick it up on demand. But as we're getting ready to close, what's the, what's the la- what last words would you like to give to the listeners who are struggling with this? Should I take this leap or not? Well, let me just say, first of all, that when you click on the link, you'll be getting my uh, client attraction roadmap, which shows the methodology. And then you'll get an invitation after that to set up 45 minutes with me to, to speak to you about your business. And what I would say, if you can take the leap, the, the thing is, as a solopreneur, you might be in the business by yourself, but you're not, you, you're not on your own. That's what I want to get across. There's so many people who are struggling because they think they have to do everything on, the, on their own. And my whole thing with, as being a solopreneur is that I have to use coaches. I have to use service providers. I have to use other people to be able to be successful. It was one of my biggest learnings of why I failed to be successful. I didn't build a network. And what I am doing right now in my solopreneur business, and I'm actually called the Midlife Solopreneur. That's my business name and brand. And I am building a network, a network of people who can help me, a network of people who can help others. And I'm inviting you to come and join me and start utilizing that network and the, the amount of help that's actually available to you as a solopreneur. You're not in this on your own. And that's a major point, ladies and gentlemen. There are so many people out there who are willing to help you because you have something that will help them. Keep that in mind. As I mentioned, we're just about out of time. Thank you, Steve, for giving up part of your evening from Norway with us and for sharing this incredible story and your uh, living your passion. I want to thank my sponsor, the Tag Team. Again, the collaboration between Jay Abraham and Life Altering Events to help the next generation of businesses thrive. If you'd like more information about Steve Erickson, I'm going to put that link up. You can contact me directly, and I'll make sure it gets to him. If you miss this show or any of our other shows, you can listen to them now on demand at any number of places, now including iHeart, Radio, Google, Alexa, or my website, franksagari.com, plus probably 15 other ones. Let me leave you with this, ladies and gentlemen. None of us are in this alone, as Steve has mentioned. The secret to walking on water is to know where the rocks are. And today, Steve Erickson showed you where many of those rocks are. Join me again next week as we discuss another life-altering event.
Thank you for tuning into Life Altering Events. Be sure to join Frank Zakari again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a life changing week. The Good Cop.